Welcome to the Sports Ids NFL Week 4 Review. Uh, I am Drew. I am Daniel, and I'm better than you. <laughs> and Ian is uh, at work right now, because we are recording this Wednesday a.m. as opposed to Tuesday p.m. Um, so the news will be a little more recent, possibly. I, uh, I think Ian's... I like what Ian's doing. Every time he's been on the podcast, the Lions have lost, so... <laughs> He doesn't want to break the streak. You think it's some intentional superstition? Yes, definitely. Uh, so if you miss Ian, folks, just start rooting for the Lions to lose, and uh, he'll come right back. <laughs> All right, so let's start off with the plugs here. Uh, we are, of course, the sportsid.net. Um, I, oh, God damn it, I did that last week, too. We're the sportsid. You can check us out at the sportsid.net. Um, you can also check us out at facebook.com slash the sportsid and email us the sportsid at gmail.com. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter uh, at the sportsid. Uh, I was actually just tweeting for the sportsid last night, and I try to do it a little bit on Sundays, too. Uh, the music at the beginning and end of every episode is from Matthew Manin of the Underground West, uh, and you can check more of that out at theundergroundwest.bandcamp.com and on facebook.com slash undergroundwest. So, the picks were not kind to most of us. Some of us broke even. Uh, you got seven, uh, which on a, a week with, what's f- four or six buys? A week uh, with four buys. A week with four Five. buys is not bad. No. Um, Graffy still beat you. He's, uh, I guess, your your arch enemy now. You're just biding your time, buddy. It's <laughs> second quarter, you know. We we got a we got a run in us. Yeah. So all right. So Daniel got seven this week. Uh, I got I got five, and Ian got six. So, wow. I think this is what second week in a row that Ian is Ian has beaten me. It's uh it's not a good feeling. I'll just I'll just say that. Oh no, I beat him last week by 2. Yeah. So, still. yeah he picked that was his raider week. Oh, yeah, the feeling, the feeling, right. Ian should have more feelings so that I can beat him. Um so that brings the overall standings to Graffy is still in the lead with 40. Uh Daniel is in second with 34. Uh Jason is in third with 32. Uh, I am in fourth with 27. I'm behind Jason in picks. My entire life, I've been better at everything football-related than Jason, except being an offensive lineman. He was actually a pretty good offensive lineman in high school. Uh, And this is really disappointing to me. Uh, And Ian holding up the rear with 25, so uh, I'm pretty close to the bottom there. Where you belong. Where you belong. (laughs) I'm I'm worried about uh, Ian catching up. Yeah, you can't have a whole season of him uh, beating you on the picks. Oh, you no. Never hear the end of it. Uh, no. All right, so uh, I guess let's start her off with the Thursday night game that we didn't get to review because we were recording during it. Um, and it did not go the way any of us uh, had predicted. Uh, I think we all picked the Redskins, and the Giants won 45-14. to Yeah, this is, a, this is a real close game. Both teams showed up. 
uh, came down to a last second field goal. Oh, wait, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was thinking of something else. That's just a god awful game, especially as a Cowboy fan. It was even worse to see the Giants get back on track. I even, I'm not sitting here going to give them too much credit about the changes they made because I don't feel like it. So, Giants, good job. You beat a team that was worse than you. Uh, FYI, I think the Kurt Cousins bandwagon is uh, crashed and burning on the I-95, and women or children are fleeing their cars trying to get out of the way. So there you go. Uh, this the game was 45-14. It happened almost a week ago. Enough of this team. All right. So moving on to the Sunday games. First half, uh, we've got Buffalo falling to Houston, uh, 23-17. RIP EJ Manuel era. Officially, it's the Kyle Orton show, baby. Oh, man. Poor poor Bills fans. You know, poor poor uh, Buffalo receivers. Yeah. I mean, if EJ Manuel overthrew, underthrew, or didn't see a guy open one more time, I thought they were going to have a mutiny in the huddle and a sacrifice him to the football gods. Because he was just... Were they... 21... Was the crowd booing like they booed uh, Gino in the New York Jets game? No, it was Texas. There was games in Houston, so okay. they were pretty. They were pretty ecstatic. They actually clapped. The worst he did. Uh, it's actually kind of interesting how that works on the road. Yeah, uh, they were in this game for quite a bit. They had a chance to win it. JJ Watt uh, down ten seven, picked off a pass at the twenty, took it eighty yards, and Buffalo really never threatened again. I was just interested to see that the Bills made this change. As the year has gone on, I think they're starting to realize it's a very, very winnable division all of a sudden. And they didn't feel like growing with EJ Manu anymore. He has tons of weapons around him to succeed, and they, they aren't moving the ball efficiently enough. So, who, who does he have as a weapon besides Sammy Watkins? Uh, Fred Jackson and CJ Spiller this year have both had good years. I mean, fantasy-wise, which everyone really cares about. <laughs> they, they haven't burned it up, but in real football... They've been pretty solid. They do a good job of balancing those guys and nearly getting 100 yards combined every game. So he's just – E.J. Manuel has the chance to do something, and he hasn't shown it yet. There's a lot of pressure on the coaching staff. a lot of pressure on the GM as a new owner. So they they don't have time to bring E.J. Manuel along. This is one of the shortest uh, leashes a first-round quarterback has gotten. Uh, I think the last quarterback to only get less than 14 starts before being benched as a first-round pick was Brady Quinn, the immortal Brady Quinn, by the way. I mean, uh, I probably would have pulled the plug on Manuel a little sooner, but yeah, I think it's about time. It's just a shame that the guy they have to fall back on is is Kyle Orton. Kyle Orton! (laughs) All right, so next up, uh, we got Green Bay at Chicago. Green Bay managing to... uh, Look like Green Bay again uh, and win thirty-eight seventeen. Yeah, I, I wasn't impressed. I'm a hater, but I was just <laughs> definitely was not impressed. Uh, this is the first time the Bears' defense actually played a good offense. They previous the previous quarterbacks they played against were in order: uh, EJ Manuel, who's no longer starting; Geno Smith, who may soon no longer be starting; and Colin Kaepernick had his worst game of the year. And he's in charge of a bad 40 times offense. So it was the first time they had the chance to really test to see that the monsters of the midway were back. And uh, they answered that question with a resounding no. You can't go a whole game defensively and not force an offensive team to punt, turn it over, or 
This is terrible. I know Jared Allen was gone with pneumonia, but you don't play in the secondary. Yeah, they were getting very little pass rush, though, uh, without him, But which to me is amazing, considering that Green Bay offensive line is not good, I think would be the, the words I would use. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't believe how much time Rodgers had most of the time, uh, and it kind of allowed them to play around the fact that they cannot run the ball right now like they have been trying to do the last couple of weeks and, and failing pretty miserably, and they just turned back into the Packers from a couple of years ago where they just gave Aaron Rodgers the ball and said, you know, do whatever it is you feel like doing out there because that seems to work. Yeah, they... They're a bad offense. They're a, they have a bad offensive line, and they can't run the ball. But the Bears aren't the type of team that can take advantage of those two d- glaring deficiencies on the Packers right now. Uh, the the interesting thing was the Bears' offense through four games has had an inability to sustain drives over the course of the game. If you look at the two games they won, they picked Geno off Smith, Geno Smith off a couple of times. They forced some defensive. Excuse me, some special teams turnovers. Uh, so, who, wait, who's the other team they beat? Who's the second team they beat? I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank real quick. Uh, the Packers? No, no, the Bears. Oh, the Bears? Um, oh, wow. Holy crap, so am I. I just said them. I just said their name. Oh, the Niners. And yeah. if you look at both those games, the defense is called uh, turnovers, and they all the offense had to do was go about 30, 40 yards, not mess it up, and score a touchdown. When the two games he was lost, Jays had to drive the ball, make plays, slow and steady, take his shots when they're there. And when Jerry Kettler plays that kind of football, all you're doing is just starting the stopwatch to the next time he turns it over. Yeah, I I'm, I'm I I watched this game in in its entirety. Uh, hey. Super excited. And it only got better as the game went on. And I, I'm looking at the box score now, and I really felt like Jay Cutler threw more than two interceptions. But that's it. I'm surprised. Yeah, I mean, the Bears, like we said, they're gonna, they're, they have 8-8 eight and eight all over them. Inconsistent quarterback and a bad defense. That's not a 10-1 team in the NFL. Uh, it's at the Packers' perspective. You look here and you say, well, we got a win on the road against the team we always beat, so... We're not one and three. That's yeah, but they didn't get that last week against the Lions. Yeah, but there's a, there's a difference between the Lions and the Bears right now. It's a big I, difference. I mean, yeah. Um, right now. For, for one, the Lions are on top of the NFC North, which uh, even Lions fans, I think, are pretty sure won't last long. Even if – just I feel like most of the Lions fans, or maybe th- this is just influenced by Ian – but, like, right now he's excited they're on top, but I don't think he thinks it's going to last because he's seen them fall late in the season too many times. Yeah, but, you know, the Packers may end up winning this division, you're right, but long-term, what they're they're playing for is this championship, and they don't have the pieces to win the title right now. So, uh, Anything else really to say about this game besides Eddie Lacy was the only uh, Packers running back to get the ball, and he still only got 48 yards on 17 carries? Jordy Nelson. Yeah, uh, Jordy Nelson continuing to be the number one guy there, uh, which is surprising on a team that generally spreads the ball around pretty well. Another 10 receptions for 108 yards, two touchdowns, but that doesn't mean Randall Cobb didn't get involved because he got 113 on seven receptions for two touchdowns. Yep, Packers Packers a little light on the weapons on the outside. Well, not light, it's not as deep as they normally are, so... 
you should expect Cobb and Nelson to keep eating. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I think Devontae Adams, he's he's a rookie, so he's still got some development left. But I think uh, as we start getting into the season here, uh, we're going to start seeing a lot more of him. He, he, he seems like he's got a lot of raw talent. Eh, yeah, no, I'm not impressed. Well, whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Drew. Yeah, I had, I had nothing to come back for there. All right, uh, so let's move on to the Lions then. Uh, we got Detroit over the Jets, 24-17. Uh, let me tell you something, Rex Ryan. Let, let's figure this out. Just me and you sit down. Let's not take uh, a quarter and a half almost to feel, to realize that Calvin Johnson's out there as nothing more than a decoy. Okay, let's 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 we need to be quicker on that, Rexy. Yeah, that was that was pretty crazy to me. And secondly, I know there's this whole Geno Smith hoopla. We want big chance and all that stuff. Geno Smith ain't playing in the secondary, folks. <laughs> Okay, they have the worst second secondary of the second, the worst secondary in the NFL by far. Antonio Allen is their number one cornerback. Do you know what position Tony Allen played last year in two weeks during training camp? Safety. So they have a converted safety guarding team's number one receivers. It doesn't tell you everything you need to know. Then I don't need I don't know what to tell you to tell so you can understand everything you know need to know. The general manager is in a terrible job uh, at the skill player position. They don't have any receivers. Their tight end is garbage. Their running back one's old, one's going to get hurt in a week or two. So it's easy to point the finger and start the quarterback stinks narrative, the whole lazy fan thing. But looking at it objectively and actually. What is going on and rewatching games? It's, it's not a lot of it's not Geno's fault, man. I mean, yeah, it's not helping that Geno's struggling, but he's also not being put in in good positions, like you said. That defense is not helping him out. They just don't have any corners. It's they gotta. They're not the defense that people think the Jets have been for a long time. They've for a while now have been. I'm just gonna say awful. Um, they really got to figure that out. Otherwise, switching from Geno Smith to uh, Mike Vick isn't really going to fix anything. Yeah, the crazy thing, they have such a great front seven, except DeMarco Harris played terrible yesterday. You wouldn't know it. But their front seven is beastly. And when you have that good of a front seven and you're still terrible against the pass, that only just reinforces how bad you are on the back end. Just, uh, as for the Lions, you know, good win. I'm, I'm starting to become impressed because they're winning games that – in a style that they, you told me last year they would have to play. They they would, they would find no way to get away with it to get a victory on the road. They went in there, no Calvin Johnson. Stafford spread the ball around, looked pretty nimble, little look quick. Got beat up a little bit at times, but didn't fall under pressure. So, you know, we're not going to sit here and proclaim the Lions to be anything, but there's definitely a change in how they're winning. And that, as a Lion fan, is something you should be excited about. He got to the he got the ball to a lot of guys. Um, looks like eight people had at least one reception, but Golden Tate had the most by far with eight. Uh, the next closest was Reggie Bush with four. So, and he he spread the ball around, but he still kind of locked in on on one guy like he like he does with Calvin Johnson. I think I think that I mean Matthew Stafford's got a lot of uh, a lot of arm to work with. But 
and and I like Stafford, but this kind of worries me that like even when Johnson's out, he still fixates on just one guy. That may be a that may be a fatal flaw if they're trying to win a trying to win a title, but with them trying to make the playoffs and win a division, I think they can find a way to overcome that flaw. When it counts really is against the elite teams. But as of now, they're playing really well. They're winning ugly. And the Lions generally over the last few years have to score 30. They have to continue to throw the ball and have these shootouts. But they're winning with defense and steady offense. Shocking. All right, so after that, we've got uh, the Colts' merciless whomping of the Titans, uh, 41-17. to Yeah, with basketball, um, excuse me, back, <laughs> backup Jesus played in this game. Charlie uh, Whitehurst, and he didn't even, I mean, even Zach Mettenberger got five attempts, so. It, it got ugly, as you can tell by the, by the score. Yeah. Hey, you know, there's nothing here. Titans are already done. They're buried. They're that Week one Chiefs win against the Chiefs seems like it was week one of the preseason last year ago. Uh, it's over for them. But as for the Colts, the teams we expect them to be. They better, they have to beat the Jaguars and the Titans because they're not good enough to beat the elite teams. And if they're not beating the teams they're supposed to beat up on, they won't make the playoffs. So we can we don't spend too much time on this one. Yeah, I don't I don't have anything to say about this one either. So let's move on then to uh, the London game. I'm sure there'll be a ton to talk about uh, for this one. We've got uh, Miami over Oakland, 38-14. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I mean, Ryan Tannehill gets to keep his job. He's got that going for him. This is probably one of his better games as a starter. It was, do you think, it was definitely a season high in yardage. Do you think everyone in the AFC East is just like pissing themselves with pleasure at the fact that New England is struggling right now and all these crappy teams who aren't playing well have a chance to win the division oh i'm sure um we can talk about this more when we get to the new england game but uh yeah they have been struggling and it's it's leaving a lot of opportunity for the rest of the division uh who knows man maybe maybe the dolphins could uh win it or squeak in on a wild card or something i you know this league i don't understand it (laughs) i don't understand it sometimes but I'll tell you what, there's three teams right now that are cure-all anytime they come in there. That's the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Tennessee Titans, and the Oakland Raiders. Boy, they're, they are slump busters, <laughs> as old baseball would say. Uh, yeah, um, don't really have anything to say about this one. Um, uh, Derek Carr was injured. I'm not sure exactly uh, what happened. Uh, knee injury, apparently. Uh, I didn't get to see this game, so no idea. John Gruden is going to be asked to be the next head coach of the Raiders. That's all the Raider info <laughs> you need to know. That's just move along. Uh, yeah, didn't their uh, head coach get fired like last night or something or the night before? Yeah, shocked he lasted this long. Yeah. Thought he was gone after the Patriot game. And just Raiders doing Raidery things. <laughs> and that I mean, terrible players. Just, we've already spent too much time with them. Okay, so let's Maybe move John on. Get tired. Let's move. Start talking again. <laughs> now let's move on to the comeback of the week: the Tampa Bay Buccaneers squeaking out a win over the Steelers, twenty-seven twenty-four. Listen here, Mike Tomlin. Listen here closely with me. I want to tell you something. You can sit here, you can bitch and whine about penalties and a lack of discipline in your very short 
uh, stern sentences. Let me tell you something. You lost to Minnesota two years ago. Excuse me, last season, a five-win team when you needed a win to get into the playoffs. You've lost to Oakland back-to-back years, and you've lost to a five and eleven Cleveland Brown team, and you lost to the Titans in back-to-back years. It's not on the players; it's on you and the coaching staff not getting these guys prepared to play the absolute garbage of the league. Yeah, this is awful. I'm looking at the pass targets for the Bucks for this game, and it's it's bad. It's it's not good. Like short middle three for six for thirty yards. Short right eight for thirteen for seventy six. Like it's just a lot of no catches. I don't know if those are drops or passes defensed, but they apparently weren't doing anything through the air. Um, they had Doug Martin on the ground, so you know they weren't doing a whole lot there. Um, you talk about the Bucks. Yeah, how did the Bucks My- manage to beat this team? Let me tell you something. I, let me, they, I don't know if they're watching Arizona highlight tapes over the weekend, but they said F that 60% completion percentage, <laughs> mumbo-jumbo. We are chucking the ball down the field every single time we can. Yeah, I mean, that's what they did. They, Mike Glennon they had, had 42 attempts. Bobby Rainey even got one, for Christ's sake. He got one late in the fourth when they had a chance. The first time they were in still territory with a chance to win. But they just attacked Pittsburgh deep. They just threw the ball downfield. They didn't care about five-yard gains and six-yard gains. They wanted 20s, 15s, and 30-yard plays through the air. Uh, the Steelers defense was pathetic. Pathetic is the best word to use. Uh, a week after we saw the Falcons' defensive line kill Tampa Bay, they could – I mean, they barely got to Mike Glennon. They barely got to him. This this team got beat 56-10 to on the road against the – a Falcon team, which is which is horrible on defense, and the Steelers never even had a chance this game. It, it, it's is Dick LeBeau. I'm, here's my second. Here's my proclamation. Dick LeBeau is done. It's over, Charlie. Get somebody else in there. Dude's ninety thousand years old. His defense is ten thousand years old. It's not fooling anyone in the league, and it's over. I've spoken. Okay. Someone get the shovel and bury Dick LeBeau. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move along then. Now that uh, Dick LeBeau is underground, let's move on to the uh, Baltimore-Carolina game. Uh, in in Baltimore, uh, Carolina lost 10-38. to I don't know if you noticed so far, but there were a lot of terrible games this week. There really know. were. I'm like, I when I... <laughs> Monday when I'm flipping through my game rewind and I'm trying to figure out which games to start catching up on first, I'm like, oh, I'll save that one for later. No, save that one for later too. Oh, Jesus. Like, the first game I watched was the Vikings game. Like, that tells you something. Yeah, it was a pretty good game. It was. That's how bad this week was. Uh, who are we talking about, Baltimore? Yeah, Carolina. Yeah, Baltimore, Carolina. Listen, listen, listen. listen. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to talk about the Carolina defense right now. Okay, because we got plenty of time to kill the Carolina offense. We know their deficiencies. We've talked about it plenty of times. Yep. This defense was god awful again. I, I'm, I don't care if I keep saying that. I can't think of an adjective better than god awful. They, this is a team that's built off the. If they aren't stopping people, they have no chance to win. And let me, and the, and the Ravens have been a mediocre offense this entire year. 
Torrey Smith caught a touchdown against this team. <laughs> Irrelevant Torrey Smith. He's done nothing this entire year, and he caught a touchdown. And I don't know if Steve Smith is on PEDs. I would bet he is, but that guy has not lost a step. He He's not lost a step. The Panthers couldn't get any pressure on Flacco. They couldn't guard people in the back end. Luke Keekley was was uh, was upset with teammates play after play after play, kind of showing them up. I didn't like it. You know, guys knowing where the camera is type of thing. I, I mean, I don't know what the hell's up with the Panthers. I didn't think – I didn't – I for all the failures I heaped upon them, their defense spitting the bit in back-to-back weeks wasn't exactly what I saw coming. I thought they would lose in spite of good defensive play. Yeah. I just – I don't know, man. I, I liked Carolina, you know, they're my dark horse, but <sighs> games like this make me really regret it, and I don't know, I, we'll just we'll just have to wait and see. As far how, as, uh, w- go ahead. No, I'm just saying how bad, you know, the thing is how terrible Carolina looked the last two weeks, they're still in their division race. This league makes no sense. <laughs> the, the Panthers have been terrible the last two weeks, offensively. They they have no one. They have excuse me. They have no one at the skill positions besides Kelvin Benjamin. They they have injury injury ridden. There we go. In the backfield, they've signed they're signing practice squad players. And I'm telling you, if you can't run the ball and that line has to drop back and pass protect all game, they will get eaten alive. It has happened the last two weeks. Pittsburgh got pressure. On the other Carolina quarterback, Cam Newton is his name that I forgot for a second. <laughs> I mean, the reason the Panthers are still in their division, and it looks like still technically the the top of their division, is because the two quote-unquote good teams in their division that should be beating them, the Falcons and the Saints, haven't been looking that good this year either. So, I don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, it's... It's parody, man. Everybody's just gonna suck equally, except for except for two two teams, three teams maybe. Except for maybe three teams. Go ahead. Oh, you want oh, me to name them? Oh, the Seahawks, the Broncos, <laughs> and the Bengals. Those are the three teams that are probably far and away better than everyone else in the league right now. Considering how much I like Andy Dalton, it's, it feels good to hear you say the Bengals there. So. Well, Andy Dalton would be reason seven thousand eight hundred thirty-two. <laughs> That's a lot. The Bengals are good. I'm pretty sure I'd hit like the concession stand food is helping more than Andy Dalton. Oh wow! Wow. Fresh ta- fresh towels on the sideline. Mister Mister Quarterback means everything in football. Is saying that the the concession hot dogs are more effective as far as helping the Bengals win than Andy Dalton. I see how they they've done that's they've done more in the field than Andy Dalton's done you're, the first three you're weeks. You're just full of hate. You're just full of hate. What has Andy Dalton done the first three weeks? Uh, exactly. Worn a Bengals uniform. The hot dogs have never done that. But they feed the people which inspire, <laughs> which who cheer and inspire the team. Okay. All right, so let's move along then to Jacksonville at San Diego. Uh, San Diego, who won here 33-14. Uh, Blake Bortles, good. Rest of Jacksonville, bad. 
Chargers got to win. They need it. Let's move on. Oh, wow. All right. Then the next up, uh, we've got the Falcons at the Vikings. Uh, Vikings pulling one out here, 41-28. Having a good fourth quarter. Um, I believe last week somebody um, picked them to win this game. Vikings? Yeah, except I don't think you actually picked them. Uh, I should have picked them. Did they not save my entry? Uh, um, um, hold on. I'm pulling it up right now, and you did pick the Vikings. All right. Okay, thank you. Because I remember I specifically changed my <laughs> mind right before we were time to pick, and you said, do you think the Vikings are beating the Falcons? And yeah. I said, yeah. And uh, I, boy, was I wrong. I was sitting on my couch wearing my Matt Ryan jersey, and that's not a joke. I literally was sitting on my couch wearing a Matt Ryan jersey, just watching him just struggle and fail and watching – Bridgewater just dump off, dump off, overthrow, underthrow, scramble for a good gain, and just tear up the Falcons' defense. Wow, just wow. For a second there, I thought, like, Jerry Rice had found the time machine, and he was playing receiver. And Jim Brown found the time machine, and he was playing running back. And Randall Cunningham had found the time machine, and he was playing quarterback. And they all got signed to the same team and played the Falcons this week. Wow. That's wow. how bad the Falcons' defense was. They let three – two of them are rookies. I, who's the receiver? What's his name? McCurvis? Jarius Wright? Something like that. <laughs> <Curvis>. What? <laughs> yeah, no, how they gave up – in the league? Um, I'm pretty sure – was he a rookie this year, undrafted? I'm pretty sure, but I, I just want to be sure. Uh, pulling it up. Uh, no, he was drafted this year, fourth round. No, sorry. 2012. Wow. So they let a guy who I haven't heard of, a rookie running back and a rookie quarterback, get 100 yards receiving, 100 yards rushing, and 300 yards passing. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, Jarek McKinnon, who I think is talented, but 18 for 135, and then on top of that, Matt Asiata, 20 for – he's a battering ram. He's not – how did he get 20 for 78? He just ran into people and just started falling forward. Wow. Just wow. Look, the Falcons' defense is terrible. We knew it was going to be. The offense isn't going to be good enough outside the dome to make up for that. I wasn't a big fan. Still not. Congratulations, Minnesota. Yeah, Matt Matt Ryan didn't look very good. I, I mentioned uh, Teddy Bridgewater, who I had a couple of Vikings fans ask me, oh, what do you think of Teddy Bridgewater? You know, uh Looking pretty good, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, a lot of his passes were short. A lot of his long passes were overthrown. I mean, he did what he had to do to help his team win the game. I think he did a good job in that sense, but I don't think he's anything to get super excited about yet. Uh, I think we need to, you know, see a little more, see him expand the game plan with him. But, boy, did Matt Ryan look just as... uh, He was overthrowing, underthrowing, you know, putting putting out an E.J. Manuel-esque performance out there. It It was a little rough. Uh, we can move on now, since apparently you don't have anything else to say about that, uh, to Philly at San Francisco. We had San Francisco winning here 26-21. to 21. Wow, this game was absolutely boring, but it was interesting. Uh, once again, the Colin Kaepernick hate is out of control, but I'm not, I'm not going to touch that this week. We can get into that next week, or a bye week for San Francisco. Uh, let me tell you something. Screw you, LaShawn McCoy. So many <laughs> levels. Took you second overall in my fantasy draft. 
and you've you've been traded. You'd even make five weeks with, with our franchise. Wait, you managed to trade away a player who went ten carries for seventeen yards? Yeah. I traded LaShawn McCoy, Emmanuel Sanders for Calvin Johnson, Reggie Bush, and Michael Floyd. Wow. Did you trade rape the shit out of them? You know, I'm good at trades. Wow. Uh, I I I can find out what you need and you know, kind of look at it and then I'm deep, so I I don't mind giving up players. But but to this game, the Niners defense was so great that the Philadelphia Eagles didn't have a play in Niner territory till the fourth quarter. Oof. They the Eagles line is now gone from cold red to whatever is worse than cold red. So <laughs> like was that Mountain Dew original? Hi oh, wow. And <laughs> you don't like that one? Those uh, no good. Um, I would have gone with Dying Mountain Dew, which I believe is one of the worst beverages somebody can put in their body. But what about the Blue Mountain Dew? What's that called? Like blueberry icicle? I don't something? know. They're it's they're all pretty raw, gross. Raw passion. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> ugh. Uh, I didn't get to watch this game, so I don't really have it. I don't really have anything for you. Well, you know that. Hey, long the Niners. I said Frank Gore would be, was is dead, and he is. But uh, his. Rigor mortis happened this week against the Eagles. Terrible uh, pass, excuse me, total defense, not just pass defense. A big game for the Niners. Now they're two and two. They can pretend to be a contenderous division. Eagles go three and one, and now all the scrutiny's on them after one loss. Tis the way of the NFL. Wow, Frank Gore had a fifty-five yard touchdown reception. Was that like caught it short and he rumbled all the way there, or what? Ah, uh, like Colin Kaepernick rolled to his left. Threw all the way back across his body to the right from one sideline oh, to the other. Yeah, I saw this highlight now that you mentioned it. Yeah, oof. And then Frank Gore just kind of finished it off. Like when he says he threw all the way back across the field, he's not like it was a practically horizontal throw. It was almost a lateral for Christ's sake. It was yeah, all the way back across the field. Yeah, you know, this game doesn't tell me anything about either team. So the Niners might have a little more heart than Philly. All right, so then the Sunday night game, uh, the your Cowboys looking like a real team, uh, thirty-eight to seventeen over the Saints. My Cowboys? Yeah. You mean our Cowboys? No, no. Because they're because they're my team. <sighs> they're your team. No, they're not. They're our team. No, they're not. They're America's team. Oh God, no. Allow me. A, allow me a moment here. You know, to me, it's it's amazing how different you are when the Cowboys win. Oh, they're everybody's Cowboys. They're great. They're the Cowboys. But then when they lose, you're like, eh, they're the Cowboys. Whatever, man. It doesn't mean anything. Are you are you done being disrespectful and blasphemous towards the, the star? Just. Listen here. Everyone listen closely at home, in your car, or on your cell phone, huddled in your ear in the bathroom, getting an extra 10 minutes off work. It's like I said about the Lions. It's not that they're winning; it's how they are winning. That's the difference. And I'm telling you right now, you're looking at your future NFC Championship game. Oh wow! Runner, runner up. Right <laughs> okay, there's the touch of realism. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh, but we have the best line in football. We have the best running back in football. And unless Calvin Johnson gets hurt, we have the best receiver in football. Oh, wow. Okay. 
add those things up, what do you get? Greatness. <laughs> we have our modern Emmett, Irvin, and Aikman. What's uh what's uh Mo Claiborne? What's he? He's Kevin Smith after he won the Super Bowl MVP and went to the Raiders. <laughs> That's what he is. Uh, Excuse me, Larry Brown. I'm sorry, Larry Brown. You know, this offense is unguardable. It's just what they are. You, you can't put eight in a box to stop us running. You can't. We pass it all day. You try to you try to play the pass and only keep six in the box, we're running on you. This is it, folks. You sound, like a, you sound like a religious cult leader right now. It's terrifying. I'm only spreading truths, brother. The, the, the way you get when the when the Cowboys win honestly frightens me. If you think it's crazy now, wait till they win the Super Bowl. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. So I think that's we need to get away from Dallas right now uh, and move on to the upset of the week. Kansas City over New England, 41-14. I just want to say one thing about the Saints before we move forward. Oh, here we go. You tried your best. There's, there's no reason to be upset with the effort you put forth. <laughs> but traveling to Jerry's world in front of Jerry's people, in front of the millions. Oh, boy. And millions watching at home. There's only so much that can truly be expected of you. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Wow. All right. All right, yeah. Uh, Chiefs, Patriots. What do you got? Uh, Listen. Pat on the back for me again. (laughs) I hate doing it. (laughs) I hate doing it, but I have to. (laughs) I told everyone that this after week one that there were major issues with this Patriot offense. People kind of got blindsided by the 30 points they put in the Vikings, but if you listen to here on the sports did, I broke down every single score they had. They have not looked impressive. They aren't impressive. Their offensive line is now officially on yellow. Is that the terrorist scale? Is that, was that on the terrorist scale? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know the terrorist scale? It doesn't matter, no. I don't know either. And... <laughs> I mean, obviously. But they can't block for Manning. I mean, excuse me, for Peyton. They couldn't block for Peyton either. I mean, Brady, what am I saying? What are you talking about? (laughs) I'm sorry. I haven't slept in two days, folks. But they can't block for Brady. They can't block for the run. Uh, There was plays in this game where there were five uh, Patriot offensive linemen, four chief rushers. Guess who won? They weren't wearing white, I tell you that much. The defense, I don't know what's up with Revis. He's he's not great. He's good. He's playing solid, but he's not playing like twelve million dollars a year shut down half the field, Daryl Revis. And they can't stop the run. There's nothing they can do to fix the fact that they cannot stop the run. They couldn't stop it last year. They can't stop it this year. They face a team with big hog mollies up front and able to pound the ball down their throat, they're gonna lose. And uh it's over for the Patriots. They had I'm gonna I'm gonna read you their drive summary and then go into it a little more. So punt, 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 fumble, interception, touchdown, interception, touchdown, punt. Now of those drives, uh let's just say the first three quarters, 
Um, one, two, three drives were over two minutes. Just three. That's that's awful. They were terrible. There was, I mean, if you were watching that game, watching this team the whole season, you can only come away with one conclusion, that offensively this team is done. They will not beat any of the good teams. They have to figure out a way to win a division, beating up on the Jets and the Bills and the Dolphins. And, you know, Brady's no longer top-five quarterback. He's not. You know, it's you can say we that doesn't take anything away from anything he's ever done, but if you, would you take Tom Tom Brady in the top five this year? No way. Would you take him last year? Probably no way as well. You know, thinking of sports dynasties come to an end, and you sometimes they come crashing down. Uh, I I picked this team to go fourteen and two and win the Super Bowl. the Super Bowl, so. <laughs> unless they uh, unless they win out, I don't I don't see that happening. Um. I just can't believe that Alex Smith and Tom Brady were in the same game and Alex Smith was the better quarterback. It just shows you how how much your teammates influence how well you do in football. Because yeah. talent-wise, talent you take Brady over Smith every day, but all the other factors were pro-Chiefs. They couldn't stop Travis Kelce. They Niles, did Niles Davis and Jamal Charles have 100 yards apiece on them? Uh, Niles Davis had 107, Jamal Charles had 92. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I, I was going to ask about that. Why did uh, Niall Davis get so much work? Was it just they were just pounding the ball, or did something happen to Charles? Or no, I think Andy Reid likes how he runs, and uh, especially how he, well he played in Jamal Charles' absence. They're they're going to find packages to get him on the field. Jamal Charles can be a receiver, so you can split him out wide and put Niles Davis back there playing running back. So. The Chiefs' offense will probably expand a lot more. They won't be using the receivers because they're just not very good. But the the I was gonna say it's the, good that the they expand because Alex Smith needs some weapons. Dwayne Bow, you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, I don't think the Chiefs are gonna be very good. I don't think the Dolphins are gonna be very good. So they look. Let's just say right here, the Patriots look mediocre, and they've played the Raiders, the Vikings with Matt Castle, the Dolphins, and the Chiefs. And they so, look a mediocre team. They haven't played yeah. anyone. Yeah, you can make some excuses like, oh, the Dolphins are always competitive against uh, New England, and they usually are, but yeah, you you cannot make enough excuses to explain this away after four weeks. It's They're bad. New England's fan, I'm sorry. You had a really good, really long run, but uh, get ready for the fall. Go get the shovel, get some chloroform, and hit the backyard. <laughs> wow. You were just all over today. So, uh, that was week four. You didn't, like, you didn't like my little cowboy sermon? No, I really didn't. <laughs> I was I was fright I was I was quite frightened. I thought you were gonna convert about halfway through. Oh Lord no. Never. I saw you in the background grabbing an Aaron Rodgers jersey with lighter fluid to match, but <laughs> never gonna happen. Alright. So Thursday night game and then uh We'll make a pick for that, and then we're... You think that's good? Yeah, that's great, you know? All right. That's great. So, the Thursday night game, uh, we've got the Vikings at the Packers. Oh, God. I, I think this will be an interesting game, and uh, quite frankly, I am. I, I texted you this last night. I'm a little frightened. I was watching that Vikings game, and... Um, I mean, first of all, Xavier Rhodes looked like Matumbo out there, just swatting down passes left and right. Um 
which if he's on on Nelson frightens me a little bit. Uh, I think Nelson's a better receiver than uh, anybody that Rhodes was covering. Well, I, I guess he did have uh, Julio Jones a couple of times, but Roddy White, no. Harry Douglas wasn't in. Um, I don't know. I think if if Ponder plays, I'm I'm not terrified. I'm slightly concerned because it's a division game, and I'm always slightly concerned for division games. But uh, if it's Bridgewater, I'm a little more frightened, uh, just because Green Bay can't stop the run, which is what they'll do a lot of, and they also cannot keep contain, especially while trying to stop the run. So not that Bridgewater is, you know, scrambling all over like a crazy Michael Vick or you know somebody somebody like that, but he can if he has to, and he will if he has to. If there's if there's no plays to make, this this one game I saw him and he seemed pretty smart about when to scramble, when to not. So uh, if, if if Green Bay is going to give him a lot of open field to run, and I'm kind of afraid they will, uh, I'm a little little worried about this game. You want some reality, or you you want to? Uh, I'm, I'm going to keep panicking, but you go ahead and try and talk me off the ledge. Okay. 31-13, Green Bay. Unless the Falcons' defense sneaks into Lambeau in the middle of the night and wears you... all the Packer Defender jerseys, <laughs> there's okay. no way they're that many points to the team. No way. They, I mean, I think a byproduct of some of the things the Vikings did was their offensive talent. But a lot of that stuff was just bad tackling by the Falcons. How many guys were wide open oh, in that game? I can't... I mean, you want to talk about bad tackling. Like that is that is part of the reason I'm concerned. Like, okay, so the bad run defense against Jarek McKinnon, uh, you said Matt Asiata is not the kind of guy who can expose that run defense, and I, I somewhat agree. I think anytime there's like third and three, third and four, I think Asiata is good enough to probably get that first down against the Green Bay uh, front seven, but... McKinnon frightens me more because he's got he's got that speed, and I think you give him that open first couple of yards, and he's gonna just start taking off, and it's gonna be like it was actually a lot last week and against um, uh, the Jets. A lot of safeties tackling running backs from behind. I would not be worried as a Packer fan at all. If this game is in Minnesota, maybe maybe I'd be a little more uh, accepting of the fact that Vikings can pick them off, but they have no chance in the Green Bay. There's just no way Teddy Bridgewater and those boys are ready and poised enough to go in there and even keep it a game. All the Thursday night games have been blowouts anyway, so I'm thinking we're going to have another blowout. I just changed my score, 49-17. Wow. Uh, I'm going to take Green Bay in this one. Um, I'm worried, but it's Green Bay, and I try not to be a homer, but i got to pick Green Bay against the Vikings. Against most divisional opponents, I just have to pick Green Bay. Um, I, I don't know if I can give a score, though. Let's say... Uh, I mean, you can give a score. <laughs> They're just numbers. In the let's say let's say uh, uh, 31-28. Wow, you yeah. are worried about this game. I am, I am. I hate the fact that I have to be the voice of the reason when it comes to the Packers. It really just makes me sick. I'm not going to lie. Like no, Drew, it's okay. You have a really good team. I hate, I hate being that guy. <laughs> Hopefully, we're doing this five years from now after Aaron Rodgers uh, and Olivia Munn have break up, and he's left depressed and crying and eating himself in the offseason, thirty pounds overweight, <laughs> and the Packers are terrible. I can say, ah, oh, yeah, you Vikings. Pff, ain't no way you're gonna be the Vikings, bro. <laughs> 
Oh, I hope that day never comes. All right, uh, this was the Week 4 Review and the Week 5 Thursday Preview. Uh, we are the Sports Id. You can check us out at thesportsid.net or on facebook.com slash thesportsid. Uh, you can email us, thesportsid at gmail.com, and catch us on Twitter at thesportsid. Uh, the music coming up at the end here and at the beginning of every episode is from Matthew Manadin of the Underground West, and you can check out more of that. Uh, at theundergroundwest.bandcamp.com and on facebook.com slash undergroundwest. Uh, I am Drew. I'm Daniel, and I've lost my smile. <laughs> Thanks, Sean Michaels. Thanks for listening. <laughs>